if your career path is one day you want to be a VP of marketing, you know what? The answer is journalist. But if you are really, really enjoy podcasting and this is your passion, then maybe you need to learn how to do a, a podcast editing or you need to sharpen your interview skill set. You know, there are certain things that you can do to make sure that you are the expert of that field. The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing, sales, and operations be better at their jobs. Packed with inspiring keynotes and tactical breakouts, B2BMX has blossomed into a must-attend event for anyone in the B2B realm. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. With this series, we'll revisit some of our favorite sessions and have some follow-up conversations with some of the industry's top leaders and innovators. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Alicia Esposito, Senior Content Strategist for Demand Gen Report, and welcome to Episode 7 of the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. If you've been a follower or reader of Demand Gen Report for a while, you know that we're big fans and friends of Pam Didner, a B2B marketer, expert, thought leader, author, Heck, she does all the things. And during our conversation, we talked about a lot. We talked about her almost 20-year history at Intel. We talked about all of the trends that are evolving in the B2B realm. But during our conversation, I initially came to the table with a few questions around how marketers and sales leaders can align and find new ways to engage with their audiences. But our conversation kind of evolved to focus on not just her experiences in the B2B realm, but also how leaders and practitioners can hone their craft, expand their career horizons, and better position themselves as not just experts, but influencers for particular trends and technologies and really drive positive change within their organizations or even on their own. So give a listen. Hopefully it inspires you to expand your horizons. Maybe watch that webinar you've been putting off to go to that event that is on your calendar, but you haven't quite taken the pledge and registered yet. And hopefully it gets you to develop an action plan for how you can help your teams expand their horizons, embrace a new trend, embrace a new technology. So you can really go into 2020 with success. So Pam, thanks so much for taking the time out to be with me today. My pleasure. It's wonderful to be on your podcast. Awesome. So I think to start things off, obviously, a lot of folks know you, but if anyone in our audience today is new to Pam Didner and all that you're about, why don't you give a quick summary of your resume, what you do, and how you got to where you are today? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm a B2B marketer. Obviously, to be on your podcast is probably B2B marketing related. But you know what? If anybody, if everybody me in person, I can tell you I'm a B2B gal through and through. And um, the key things I do on the B2B marketing side is actually working very closely with marketers so that they can accelerate their contribution to their sales team. And I do that through content marketing, account-based marketing, and the sales enablement. 
And uh, how I got here today? Well, it's kind of like a whiny road. I was actually an accountant long time ago. And then uh, I guess this is a twist of fate. I was doing multiple different jobs at, uh, at the corporate, which is the Intel, for about almost 20 years. And like I said, at that time, the Intel encouraged us to move around. And I was doing a different job. And then, like I said, it's kind of like a twist of fate. I, I ended up moving to even marketing and then uh, doing a marketing strategy on the B2B side. And then here I am. Oh, that's great. And I think there's something to be said about being a part of a company for a long period of time, but experiencing those different functions and those different divisions. I mean, what when you went through all of those different areas of the organization, all those different experiences, how did that influence you as a marketer? You know, when you got to that point in your journey, what learnings or experiences did you have that kind of guided you in that new role? You know, that's actually a very good question. I, I was asked actually by multiple people and said, hey, Pam, you have, tr- uh, you have done a multiple different jobs from manufacturing, supply and chain management, operations, even finance and accounting, and then down to marketing. And uh, how did you manage that? And how did I make that transition? I have to be honest with you. I think the transition, you know, from manufacturing to operations or even from supply chain to uh, a product management or even project management, they, they were not hard because a lot of those jobs tend to be kind of like operation related. At the end of the day, it's really about getting things done. Does that make sense? So you understand who your internal stakeholders are. You understand your process. You understand some of the key initiatives that the division or the business unit trying to drive. And then you make it happen. Right. I think the, 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 the hardest transition for me is actually from kind of like the operations role to even marketing and also to marketing strategy. Especially my last role within Intel was actually creating or crafting the global go-to-market plan for the enterprise, uh, which is our B2B marketing. And uh, to be able to think strategically and like to ask the question of why and what before I dive into uh, sharing with people, crafting the plan of how. That was hard to do in terms of how to cultivate that strategic thinking and then um, carry a productive conversation with the internal stakeholder to create the go-to-market plan together. Does that make sense? So that was a bit of a transition for me. I think the first two years I was doing that job, it was very hard because I... I was, I kept thinking about, you know, how to do things, but really what I really need to understand and ask myself is, it's why that we need to do things a certain way and what needs to be done and uh, to drive the marketing outreach globally, you know, across different regions in the country. So that was very hard transition. I was very grateful to be able to work with the several mentors and also have a good uh, managers that was guiding me during that, uh, the first two years to make that transition. Otherwise, I don't think I would have made it. But the other type of job I have done, I did not really have a lot of issues. Just like you are doing your job at this time, right? It's you, you know what needs to be done. But, and uh, a lot of technical part of it is the technicalities that you need to figure out. But if I, make, if I transition you to, say, even marketing, you probably can figure that one out as well. Because there are certain kind of skill set that can be translated to the other field. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you, you're in an obviously a very different position now. You're guiding marketers going through <laughs> their own their own challenges. And I, I could imagine there's a similar tug of war that a lot of marketers face. You know, maybe they're a bit more tactical and they struggle with thinking the big picture or the strategic picture of a campaign or initiative or the opposite. You know, some folks are very strategic, you know, big picture oriented, but when it gets to the nitty-gritty details, they have they have problem with the execution. So, I mean, is that something that you're seeing that there's kind of a tug of war happening depending on the type of marketer and if so, how do you how do you guide those folks to, you know, be well balanced as they try to tackle all of these all of these new trends and and all these new imperatives that B2B marketers today must face? You know, that's actually a very Difficult question to answer. You know, I'm going to tackle that from multiple different angles, if you will. And um, you are totally right. And the, the marketers, the modern marketers need to understand so much in order to do their jobs, right? And a podcast is just one channel to communicate. And there's a video, which is another format. There may be a blog post. And uh, also there may be a social media marketing. In addition to that, there's a search uh, search engine optimization, or even pay keyword search. There's so many different disciplines. And um, I think as a marketer, all of us are overwhelmed. And we always question ourselves, hey, to move up, do we need to understand everything in order to move up? Even if we move up, elevate ourselves as a director of marketing or the VP of marketing, you know, how much do we need to know to do that job well? And I uh, talked to a multiple different marketers and uh, I even mentor some of them, just like you say, I guide some of them. And the way I work with them is really depends on their skill set and also what is the career path they want to take. So my guidance to marketers in general is, first of all, you have to understand what interests you, right? Maybe you are doing podcasting at this time, but you really would like to understand how video is done you know, because they are somehow adjacent to each other in terms of a content creation, right? If that's the case, there's something you want to find out more, then we'll learn more about that specific discipline, right? The other one is, so the first one is take your interest into account. The other one is, what is the career path that you want to take? And that's assume that uh, maybe you want to continue to focus on a specific field, and that's a uh, search, you know, you want to know everything about a pay search and organic search, and that's a specific discipline you want to go after, then focus on that. But if you really want to focus on to ele- elevate yourself to be kind of like a generalist, right? You want to be a director of uh, marketing, you want to be a VP of marketing, then you probably need to have a certain kind of a minimal knowledge in terms of a different marketing channel, how things are done. The more you understand, the more you can connect the dots. And took me a while to understand. I was a traditional marketer. When I say I was a traditional marketer, you know, it's about events, about pay media, and um, the and about print. Seriously, that's when I started. Right. And I was making a transition to a digital marketers. I still remember uh, uh, ten years ago, but search probably started about twenty years ago. Ten years ago, I was asking my search agency. I said, "Can you teach me? Can you teach me what?" you know, organic search is about. I literally asked my agency to give me private lessons. And if you actually have agency that working for you, go to them and tell them mm-hmm. to educate you. You know, obviously you still tell them what to do. You still brief them, but tell them to actually share with you in terms of what they know. 
So, you know, in terms of that tug of war, right? And uh, if you are at a high level, you want to find out a little bit more, well, you know, I, I would definitely ask for agencies or your peers to actually help you to help you understand certain disciplines. But if you are actually kind of like uh, at the technical level and getting things done, but you want to understand how plane is done, well, go to your manager, go find a mentor to actually help you out. So it's a journey. There is <laughs> no shortcut. I hate saying that. Did oh, I stress no. you out just now? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. talking about this? <laughs> it, no, if, if anything, it's, it's a little, it's inspirational because regardless of where you are in your current state, there's always an opportunity to go across or go up, you know, depending on, like you said, you, where you want to go. And I think that's, that's the best part. Actually, you know, the, that's the hardest part. I hate saying this. It's, it's like, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Right. Like when I'm asking like some of my, um, my clients, what do you want to do next? You know, they, they actually have to think about it, right? They Mm -hmm. cannot not necessarily tell me like right there on the spot, say, this is what I want to do next. They was like, oh, you know what? Now you ask, let me think about that. Yeah, it takes a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I hear you. Has your marketing team created some killer content? Are you always trying to take a new and creative approach to your campaigns? Give your team members the kudos they deserve by submitting for the ninth annual Killer Content Awards. Submit for one or more of the 19 categories, but hurry, the nominations close November 1st. If you're selected as a finalist, you get to attend the 2020 B2B Marketing Exchange for free. Go to b2bmarketing.exchange slash awards for more information or simply click the link in the show notes. We hope to see you in Scottsdale. What's really coming across to me, Pam, is that you really approach and engage with your clients in, in a really, it's personable. There's a bit of humility in there, right? It's, you've experienced this before. You've been on your own unique journey and you're trying to you know, provide your experiences in a way that, you know, make makes sense for your clients. And and obviously you're you're in a, a very new path, a new journey for yourself as a B2B marketer and a and a professional. And I, I guess really my question is, as you decided to em- embark on this journey, you decided to, you know, write books and and consult and, you know, speak, the, the thought leadership space in B2B has really flourished, right? There, there are a lot of folks out here. So what about your experiences in B2B made you or influenced you rather in how you built your own personal brand or, or quote unquote, went to market, so to speak, in, the, in this new era for you, Pam Dinner, the consultant, the person who's guiding other B2B brands. I mean, what was driving you in those early stages? I think there's a couple of reasons. When the first time you say, okay, what is, how do I use my experience to, uh, to do go to market? In a very simple way, I go to market every day. When I say go to market, it was really customer outreach, right? You, the prospecting. If I defined that, you know, the go-to-market as a prospecting and the build my pipeline, I have to do that every single day. Okay, so that's first. Second thing, the building the personal brand, that's everyday job. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't understand, right? It's like, oh, I, you are the consultant and the business comes to me. No, I have to go where my customers go. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I have to do a workshop. I have to do a session. I have to teach. I write blogs. I now I even just launch YouTube channels. I'm ten years late. <laughs> I finally launched a YouTube channel. And the reason I launched that channel is I want to overcome my uh, fear and of mm-hmm. facing a camera. I don't know about you guys. When I when a camera is pointing at me, I kind of freeze. And I right. was like, and I can't think. And I just feel like, you know what? I want to conquer that. I want to just, I, I want to, I want to tackle that. So I'm creating a YouTube channel right now. And the, the, it's for personal reason to actually overcome that. And on top of it, I feel that it actually improved my delivery, the, uh, the presentation or the keynote delivery. So the go-to market and building personal brand, I told everybody, I have to do that day in and day out. So if you think about it, building a personal brand is a two full-time job. One is you have to build your personal brand. The other one is you have to make money, right? How do you make money? You speak or you have to take on uh, consulting projects. Taking on consulting project is one job. Then building a a personal brand is another. In a way, if you want to really build uh, your thought leadership, kind of get your name out there, you are doing two full-time jobs. So yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to discourage anybody who is trying to be an independent consultant and, uh, and say, oh my God, you know, this is like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But again, it comes back in terms of what kind of consultant do you want to be? A lot of time, you know, if you actually have tons of network and people will come to you naturally, right? You probably have, don't have to do the stuff I'm doing, right? Then leverage your network to the maximum to, to, you know, to get your business. And, but on the other hand, the way I get my business, the approach I take is I want to share my know-how, my experience, my templates. So I write books, I write blog posts to share that kind of knowledge. Hopefully by doing that, the clients will also come to me, right? So I'm taking slightly different approach. So, you know, consulting can be done in multiple different ways. It really depends on what you want to do. You need to think it through in terms of how you want to approach it. And then you take it from there. Right. Well, I think the whole notion of, you know, building your personal brand is something that I feel like I'm hearing a lot more in in the B2B marketing space, just for practitioners even, because they're trying to build their own savvy, their own positioning in the, whether it's a specific industry vertical or just in, in B2B as a whole. I feel like there's there's this urgency to not only build, you know, the company brand, but build, you know, yourself up and, you know, that in turn influences, you know, your ability to take more risks or, or, or be more creative. Yeah, it's a very, I feel like it's a very interesting time, um, you know, for B2B specifically. I do agree with that. And, um, you know, for a long time, right, you can probably stay in the one job, in the one company or two or three company, I don't know, for about 20 years and then you retire. I think the, the digital kind of changed that. People are actually looking for different skill sets. And for example, I remember when I um, was making a move or change actually from uh, product development and product operations to marketing, I was able to make that change, I would say 10, 15 years ago. 
But now it's almost impossible to make that change. You know why? Because they are looking for specific functionality and discipline. They are looking for a person who knows search. They are looking for people who know how to do podcasts. They are looking for uh, people really how to do, say, uh, uh, video editing, right? They are looking for a specific skill set in marketing fields. And in the past, you can be a generalist and still making that transition and or be a marketer. I think now is much harder. Because it's much harder and it's very important if you want to make that transition, you kind of have to build up your skill set first. And that's the personal brand that you were talking about. Does that make sense? It's kind of give your career longevity. So in a way, it's like you are learning new skill set and to show that, hey, you can do this. And then if people are ready to actually hire or you want to jump into a specific field, you can. So I understand what you are talking about in terms of that sense of urgency to build a personal brand, but I can also interpret it in a way that in addition to building your brain, it's, you probably need to look at what are the skill set that you want to build up mm-hmm. and uh, an expert on. Is that helpful? Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to ask you, is it worthwhile to be more of a generalist so you know enough about a lot of things or be as specific and granular as possible, have a very specific discipline that you do really well? Because I've, I've seen a lot of combating things lately. Yes, I do. But I would, Alicia, for that, I'm still going to come back. What do you want to do? Yep. If your career path is one day you want to be a VP of marketing, you know what? The answer is generalist. But if you are really, really enjoy podcasting and this is your passion and this is something that you want to do, then maybe you need to learn how to uh, better using your voice or you, you can learn how to do a, a podcast editing or you need to sharpen your interview skill set. You know, there are certain things that you can do to make sure that you are the expert of that field. And by the way, there's a lot of people are actually using that skills to sell their, uh, to package their knowledge and sell it. So I, I think nowadays, you know, there is no like, oh my God, and I, if I know one specific field and I will be kind of like eliminated or I cannot right. find a job anymore, that, that's not necessarily true unless that specific field is getting narrow and narrower and um, eventually there's no demand for it. And then that's a totally different story. But in general, um, I personally think is you need to understand what is your passion, what you want to do, and then you can determine. But if you really want to climb the corporate ladder, the way I see it, you need to understand multiple disciplines, not just one. But however, if you want to be kind of like an independent consultant, but focus on specific field, okay, maybe you can be the expert for that specific field, and which is doable. You can definitely make a living out of that. No, that's very helpful. And I think that leads me to my follow-up question, which is around mm-hmm. this whole urgency to be in tune with all the change that's happening in B2B today. <laughs> be- because, I mean, it, it is a reality, right? It's like I can be good at my day-to-day, but how does that stop me from just being in the status quo and doing the same things over and over when there's so much change happening around me? So. Um, What do you recommend, you know, for not just your listeners today, but, you know, your clients? I mean, if they come to you and say, I don't even know what to tackle first or where to focus my time and my energy because I not only have my day to day, but I'm tasked with figuring out the next step, you know, whether it's a very specific discipline in marketing or I'm a VP and I'm I'm just trying to figure out the next step. Well, 
it, first of all, I want to tackle from the roles. If you are actually a VP of marketing and you need to create, say, plan 2020, or even you need to create the next marketing plan for uh, three to five years out, obviously you need to understand, you know, what's out there, what's the mega trends. And obviously as a VP of marketing, it doesn't matter for small company or for a big company. And a lot of VP of marketing I encounter or I work with, they are in meetings all day. By the time they get home, um, they have emails or tasks that they, they have the email they have to reply. They have family they have to take care of. And they really don't have a lot of time to actually do their own research or even uh, do a lot of reading on their own, to be honest. Let's just be honest. Right. And if that's the case, I would suggest that you have a conversations with uh, your agencies or talk to a multiple different people. A lot of time it's through meetings and through talking that you kind of get the knowledge in terms of what's out there. That's one. Second thing is obviously reading is great, you know, to be able to read and um, the books or even go to a conferences and listen to what other people are talking about and what are some of the technologies are out there. Even with all this information you are reading, you are talking to people and that uh, you still feel overwhelmed, then ultimately what will ground you is you need to understand in terms of what your companies are going for the next three to five years. And also you need to take into account what are some of the existing marketing channels and the plan that you guys are doing at this time that's working. So you have to understand the external trends by talking to different people and also by reading or by doing research, this can be outsourced to someone else to do it, or you can do it on your own. At the same time, internally, you have to gather enough information, understand what your business is going, and, and using your data analytics, marketing data analytics, to understand, you know, in terms of the marketing that you are doing, how is that working? If it's not working, what are some of the changes that you should make? It does require a multiple layers or rounds of a conversation, say with your direct reports, with your staff, with different people. Treat it as a journey. Does that make sense? When you try mm -hmm. to learn what's working, what's not working, or you want to create a long-term plan, it's not something that you can get it done within you know, one or two weeks. It's kind of like a two or three months of talking, going back and forth, doing research, having conversation, look at different data. That's usually how it works. That's mm -hmm. the first. But that's assumed that if you are, that's for me, of marketing. I'm talking at, 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 the, at that level. But what if you are kind of first line manager or you are individual contributors, right? And you are overwhelmed, but you want to learn what's out there. Again, I said it earlier, I would leverage your agencies, your contractors who are doing the jobs for you for a specific discipline, go to them, asking them about how the stuff that they are doing. Podcasting, for example, Alicia, you know, you've been doing podcasting for a long time. Can you share with me for all the 100 episodes that you have done, which one has the highest view? Why? Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, who the speaker that's actually was talking about these topics very, very well. Okay, who are these people? What kind of books did they write? Do you enjoy your conversation with them? What did they say? Well, maybe I'll buy the books and read about it. So the way I learned, at least for me, is when I was in the corporate world, I leveraged my agency. I always go to them and asking tons of questions. And I say, I'm not here to take your job. I'm right. here to learn. Hopefully, the more I know, the more I can be your advocate internally. 
And mm-hmm. I like that a lot. So I learned yeah. a lot from that. And then the second thing is, again, you know, read or go to the conferences. The best conference, I think, to learn about B2B marketing, B2B exchange, right? It's in Phoenix, February. When is it, Alicia? Can you tell me? It is February 24th to the 26th. Exactly. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> I love that conference, by the way. You learn, there's a multiple topics that's offered at that conference. It's fantastic. And you should check out the different tracks. And, just, and then, you know what? Just go and learn and immerse yourself and take it from there. I love it, Pam. Well, you already provided so many great insights, but we're, we're trying to have some fun with all of our guests on this podcast by doing a quick little lightning round to close things up. So very quick hitting answers. First thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Um, you up for it? Sure. All right. So first question, what was your greatest win as a B2B marketer? Okay. If I, if I can turn my new customers into existing customers and come back to me over and over again, I see that as the biggest win because I provide value to them. Love it. What B2B trend are you most excited about? Two, artificial intelligence and voice recognition. I think that's the next generation of search. You know, a lot of search that we do, it's text-driven, you know, like Google search. But I think the next level of search that will get B2B marketers very busy or treat it as a job security is going to be a voice recognition. How can we leverage that on the B2B marketing space? Another thing is artificial intelligence, how we can actually leverage the massive amount of data to actually help detect certain kinds of patterns that we cannot see, say, with our own eyes. And on the other end of the spectrum, what trend do you think is I don't want to say waste of time, but which one do you think is maybe not quite there yet? And, you know, should, should everyone should kind of give a pause before they give it all their time and attention? Augmented reality and the virtual reality, AR and VR. And uh, I'm not saying it's not important, kind of like what you just said, Alicia. I think it's eventually it's going to impact in terms of how we create content, kind of like we move from the blog post to like blog writing to a video creation. I think there will be a transition to the virtual reality and augmented reality type of learning and also communication, but I don't think it's here yet. And finally, you already did a little bit of a shameless plug for us, but why don't you just give us a quick elevator pitch of your B2BMX session and why folks should attend? Yes, I will be doing a workshop and uh, the workshop is really about how marketers can leverage existing marketing elements and the content to enable their sales team. So if you are supporting your sales team, come to my workshop. All right, let's talk about it. I want to share with you some of my learning in terms of how we can better support our sales team, make them our BFF. And maybe you are doing a great job. You can tell us what you are doing. I would love to hear from you or see you at my workshop. Awesome, Pam. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time out to chat with me today. Really inspiring stuff. I want to go read all of the articles and listen to all the <laughs> webinars and do all the learning. And maybe I just won't sleep tonight. So th- thanks again so much for uh, taking the time. And uh, thanks everyone out there for listening. Um, again, another shameless plug. If you want to learn more about um, our event and about Pam, please visit our website, www.b2bmarketing.exchange. Thanks again. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Marketing Exchange podcast. To receive future episodes, be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And if you're hungry for more B2B best practices, 
Join us at the 2020 B2B Marketing Exchange, coming to Scottsdale, Arizona from February 24th to 26th. You'll have access to more than 100 sessions focused on content marketing, demand gen, ABM, and so much more. Save 25% on your pass by using discount code B2BPOD. That's B2BPOD. We hope to see you there.